Hello and welcome back to the Locked On Blues podcast, part of the Locked On Live Network and your number one source for daily blues content. I'm Josh Hyman. And I'm Thomas Welch. And we got a fun one planned today. I mean, every episode's a fun one, but this one especially. Uh, we got, we're going to recap tomorrow's Friday's game, Blues Devils in New Jersey. So we'll, we'll prep for that, uh, get excited about that. Uh, maybe talk about the Sunday game against the Blackhawks a little bit. And then we're going we're gonna to look at the potential playoff matchups. You know, we're getting into the last 15 or so games of the season. And the wild card race for both conferences is down to just a few points. So Tommy and I are going to weigh in on who we think who we think's going to going to rise above it and, and make the playoffs and who's going to crumble under the pressure so we'll, we'll we'll have fun being incredibly wrong with those predictions i'm looking forward to yeah it. you guys can uh poke fun at us and uh pull out the sound bites and uh make Absolutely. us look like idiots when we're Absolutely. when we're completely wrong so but first things first uh friday night friday march 6th blues are rolling into new jersey to take on the 26 28 and 12 devils blues are hot obviously winners of eight of their last eight uh which is about as good as you can do devils have been underwhelming all year we know that they've they've underperformed they've never really figured it out they've kind of just been mediocre the entire time they've been especially poor lately uh, over their last five games their leading goal scorer has two and it's pavel zaka so not the guy you'd expect to see up there and their best plus minus players a plus one over their last five so they've been they've been struggling lately um Blue should be an easy way for the Blues to continue their win streak, but that being said, it it, it definitely spells spells trap game to me. I don't know. What do you think? What are your initial thoughts? I would agree for sure. Um, I, I think to their credit, they have had a lot of uh, a lot of difficulties with goaltending this year, especially with Corey Schneider being sent down early on. Um, but obviously, as we know with the Blues, they like to make <laughs> backup goalies and rookie goalies and goalies that haven't made a lot of starts uh, look like all stars. So. Like you said, trap game for sure. It could possibly be. Um, but hopefully the Blues can make it a make it fine with nine. You know what I'm saying? Ooh, that was nine in a row. We could we could start sniffing uh, where we were last last year. We're getting yeah. we're getting close to that area. I haven't even like it, this this win streak hasn't felt like an eight game win streak in the sense that I feel like when teams go on runs, you kind of feel the magic. You kind of feel like they're just playing almost above their expectation for so long. And that's why they roll off. Like last year when we saw 11 wins in a row, we definitely felt like the team was just could do no wrong playing at a playoff p- pace and just, and just going out there night in, night out and looking like the the best hockey team to ever exist versus this win streak. It kind of doesn't even feel like they're, they're playing all that spectacularly in the sense that they're just playing good hockey. You know, there's nothing that really they're not like scoring eight goals a game getting really lucky with their shooting they're not getting extremely hot goaltending it's kind of just a a combination of things that has just so happened to win them eight games in a row rather than rather than the the, the boys getting hot for a few weeks a few week time period and and then eventually it wears off and you go back to mediocrity this feels like this really feels like the true potential of this blues team this year is the way they've been playing these past few weeks ever since scandela's arrived it really feels like what this team is capable of and what we know they're capable of from last year's playoffs, but also just from the makeup of the roster. So, I mean, I'm I'm excited with the way that this team has been playing. Uh, eight game win streaks is great and uh, is great and all, but at the end of the day, it's it's I'd much rather I'm, I'm much happier just watching them night in night out um, in the in the performances they've been putting in against some pretty good teams. Uh, it's it's you know New, New York was a really hot team, uh, desperate for playoff, and they shut them down. They beat beat up on Dallas a few times. They've they've had all sorts of uh, 
all sorts of different victories. And I guess looking back, the funny the funny thing to look at here is, Tom, Tommy, do you remember what team started the eight-game win streak? What 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 game or what team we played in the first one? Oh, of that? God, I don't know. Was it was it the? Oh my God, I'm not sure. It was the New Jersey Devils. Oh really? So we're talking full circle here. We're talking full circle. Yeah, eight games ago, the Blues took on the Devils and beat them handedly three nothing. Only allowed 17 shots on goal. Oh yeah, I remember that. I remember that game. Devils got six shots in the first five, in the second six, in the third. So that was the game where I don't know if you remember it. It didn't even look like there was another team there. Yeah. Uh, no offense to the Devils, but uh, Blues beat up on the Devils pretty handedly last time, and it also was. It, they also used it as a kind of a, a vehicle to get back into their game plan. You know, they they took a, a really poor playing team and just beat up on them and, and did all the right things. And ever since then, they haven't looked back. So it'll be interesting to, like you said, come in full circle. Are they gonna Are they gonna beat them six nothing this time? Are they gonna double down now that they're rolling? Or or is this gonna be a trap game? Are the Devils gonna be like, hey, we didn't appreciate that uh, embarrassment last time? we should actually show up and play it's in new jersey so i mean could mean could mean a little bit tougher for the blues but if i if i had to put money in it i'd expect a pretty easy victory i'm gonna go beyond putting money on it and i'm going to personally guarantee a win friday night for the st louis blues um just looking down the down the line at these stats and just the way the blues stack up against the devils um not just the talent on their roster, but their play styles. I think obviously the Blues have uh, a heavy style of play, and the the Devils have a lot of uh, speedster guys, and Heisher, and obviously Jack Hughes, who's um, obviously still trying to find his footing in the NHL. Um, yeah. But I think well, uh, like the last game that we played is a good sample size, and you look at, I mean, you look at the faceoff percentage. The Blues are fifty one point seven from the dot which is sixth in the league. Uh, the Devils are 29th in the league with 46.8%. So, I mean, yeah. if they can't get the puck off the dot, they're not going to be able to control the game. They're not going to be able to get offensive pressure. They're not going to be able to get out of their zone. And I think uh, uh, that being the Blues, one of the Blues staples of their game, with yeah. obviously guys like Ryan O'Reilly being so skilled in the face-off dot, I just think it's a recipe for success against this Devils team. So Absolutely. I mean, and that then like, uh, hammering on that point, uh, the Blues went over the Rangers. They were, were 64% on the face-offs in that game. And to the Rangers, obviously thirty six, which is a huge disparity. Uh, and whenever you can, whenever you can uh, win, 64%, it's almost two to three, right? Whenever you can win sixty four percent of your faceoffs, that just means you're you're starting with the puck sixty four thirds of the time. time. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, Oscar Sundqvist was did he take a lot of faceoffs that game? It says he's a hundred percent that game. That's my goodness. Uh, but O'Reilly was up there close to seventy percent. So the 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 centers were were rolling in that game. Of course, the NHL app doesn't show how many faceoffs they took so who knows but yeah no no one on the team was below 50% in the Rangers game you had Thomas at 55.6 Bozak at 80% Barbashev at 75% Sunquist at 100% and O'Reilly at 69.2% so it wasn't even just one guy was winning them all it was every single center out there was just winning the draws and getting possession for the team and we saw it you know the 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 shot generation that we've seen is probably has a lot to do with winning faceoffs and just getting puck possession it's it's so huge it's a sort of an under underrated ability but it, 
the the only the only uh, time in a hockey game where each team has a fair go at the puck is is on a is on a face off. You know, it's the one time where you can definitively earn possession with no outside factors. You know, and and being able to consistently do that like the Blues do is is such an underrated, undervalued asset. Just because, like you said in the Rangers game, sixty four percent of the time that there was a face off, Blues were getting possession. That's that's spectacular odds. I mean, I, I would never. I wouldn't want any anything less out of a team. Yeah, I mean, it, it kind of like we're talking about, kind of drilling, drilling the nail home. But I mean, if you take this Blues team that's so talented, right, and they've got the puck fifty percent of the time, it's still going to be a hard fought game. You bump that up to two thirds of the time, and that's, I mean, you're just. And you're shit out of luck, honestly. It's, it's, There's it's, no way you're gonna right. beat that team. It's gonna be it's harder to it's harder to play against the team when you're losing the when you're losing all these faceoffs. It's harder to come back in a game where you can't win faceoffs. It's it's very hard because when you win the faceoff, you you uh, when the a uh, unit def- wins a faceoff, they at least initially dictate the the pace of play and the tempo for for that shift. So when in in the Blues success comes from when they're controlling play, when they're playing their game, when they're playing at their pace and not really feeding into other teams. So when they can win the faceoff and and set up their game and set up their slow grinding cycling style and and force teams to adapt into that, they find success. And like once again, that all comes with winning faceoffs, especially in the offensive zone. They get it to the point, man, and then they set up and do their cycling. So I think a lot of their game plan and a lot of their style relies on winning faceoffs in the sense that they rely on having initial possession either in the zone or just off off the center ice dot it, it, a lot of their success comes from just constant puck possession and, and not making mistakes and when you can when you can win a faceoff and get the puck to your team without the opponent ever touching it there's no really better way to k- take control of a, of a time period on the ice yeah, I mean, you can basically, uh, I mean, I don't know how many of you guys are soccer fans, but you can basically make the comparison to Barcelona because, like, everyone across the world just gets aggravated by watching Barcelona because they just possess the ball the whole game. And so they're not, maybe they're not the most entertaining team to watch, but they always win the games because they have the ball the whole time. They know when to strike. Um, they know the best tactics. And I feel like the Blues are kind of the Barcelona of the NHL, if you will. So, yeah, I mean, like thinking back on the two of the most memorable, I guess, performances from the Blues in the playoffs. The the first one that comes to mind is Dallas when they went to double overtime, but possessed the puck the entire time and just constantly hemmed in on on Ben Bishop. And then the other one, which is a much more extreme example, that first overtime in Boston, which was maybe the the most dominant five minute stretch of hockey I have ever seen from a team. It was just absurd how from puck drop to to that overtime goal, Boston didn't even sniff touching the puck, getting it out of their zone. And when they did, it would just get to the neutral zone and the Blues would immediately back on it, immediately cycling, immediately wearing the Bruins down. And it was truly outstanding to watch because it felt it felt like it felt like it was a game of NHL twenty where the the the, the Bruins were AFK. Just the Blues it, there was nothing that the, the Bruins could do to get possession back or get any sort of momentum. It was it was just pure utter dominance and it's when when the blues are playing their game that's what they do they they frustrate teams they take they take the puck away and they don't give it back 
Um, and Absolutely. But just just like in um, in that Dallas series, obviously, Ben Bishop is a stellar goalie and almost almost stole that uh, almost stole that game seven from the Blues, even though they were playing at their best. And uh, yeah, it's not to say Mackenzie Blackwood is Ben Bishop by any means, but he is having a really good year. Uh, he's got uh, 0.916 save percentage. Um, maybe his record doesn't mimic that because the Devils just as a whole haven't had a very good year in the record department. Um, but he is a solid goalie, and I think he is capable of stealing a game. So we'll Absolutely. see if the Blues can uh, can exploit his weaknesses. Absolutely. All right, we're going to get into some uh, playoff predictions in a moment. We'll be right back with those. It's going to be fun. All right, Tommy. So we're 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 getting close to the end of the season. It's 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 crunch time for the for some for some team. Got to button down the hatches. Got to button down the hatches. And there's there's some teams that are definitely locked. So we won't talk about them. But there's about there's about let's see. Uh, there yeah there's about uh four or so spots in the in the West that could go anywhere, and the East is is who knows what could happen. There's. You know the wild, entire wild card separated by just a few points, and then the Pacific Division is also separated by just a few points. So we're gonna go through, and I'm gonna, I wanna, we should get, we're gonna get our takes on whether we think what teams are gonna are gonna boom and what teams are gonna bust coming down to the wire. So if we're gonna assume like the the teams that are locked in, I think we can say, safely say St. Louis, Colorado, Boston, Tampa, Washington, Philly. I'd say those are my locks for 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 making the playoffs easily. Okay, I, they're all they're all within they're all a, a couple points up on their respective uh, respective opponents in their divisions in the wild card spot. So I think they're going to make it. But then you get down to teams like third place in the Central, Dallas with eighty two points. First in the Pacific, Vegas with 82 points. And then you got Edmonton with 80 points, second in the Pacific, Calgary with 77 points. And then the wild card, you got the first, Vancouver with 74, Winnipeg with 74, Arizona with 74, Minnesota with 73, Nashville <laughs> with 72. So that's five teams battling for two spots. Mayhem. And, if you, and then if you take in the last two spots of the Pacific into account, because that's only about five or six points, it's gonna be it's gonna be tough. So Tommy, you got the you got the standings app pulled up right now. Oh, I wanna we gotta we gotta I do. All right, yeah. wonderful, wonderful. So, we're gonna go spot by spot, and I want you to I want you to give your prediction on, on on who on if they're gonna stay there or improve, decrease. So the Blues right now are first in the Central. Where do they yeah. finish this? Where do they finish the season? <sighs> I mean, oh, I, I'm, I you just gotta go and say they, they're gonna finish at the top, right? I mean, they've just the been dominant all year long. They're they're getting their elite sniper back in Tarasenko. Uh, they've had injuries. It hasn't brought them down at all. They've been leading for the majority of the year. I think that's a safe bet that they uh, right. they win the president's tr- right. trophy. Ooh, president's trophy! I don't even. Ooh, I maybe don't know. that's maybe some bold predictions. All right, so we got St. Louis locked in as the one seed in the West based on Tommy's prediction. Uh, next up, you got Colorado with eighty-eight points, two behind St. Louis uh, with a game in hand. You think they? You think they maintain second place in the Central? I think they do. I'm also going to I also agree with you for the year Blues pick they're winning the central easy choice there. All right, so we got 1 and 2 for the central locked in. Tommy, who who would Colorado be playing in the first round right now? You got Dallas with 82 points and then after that, okay, so it's going to be Dallas unless there's Winnipeg's uh 8 points back but yeah. Dallas has two games in hand. Minnesota's 9 points back. So 
I predict they just had uh, oh, Brian Little went down, didn't he? Yeah, for an extended period of time. So I, yeah. I, I think they're losing. They're losing the wheels fast. So I mean, I predict that Dallas stays at third in the Central. I don't. I mean, they're six points back of Colorado. I don't think they jump them. Uh, yeah. And then the next closest team in the Central is Winnipeg with seventy four points. And I don't really think Winnipeg jumps Dallas. So I think I think the first three first three spots in the Central are are going to stay that way. I think we got St. Louis, Colorado, Dallas. Which Colorado, Dallas in round one would be pretty fun. Um, yeah, that would be entertaining as hell. All right, yeah. so then we're gonna get then we're gonna get into the Pacific Division. We got Vegas with eighty two, Edmonton with eighty, Calgary with seventy seven, Vancouver with seventy four, and Arizona with seventy four as well. So first place right now, Vegas with eighty two. Second place, Edmonton with eighty. Third place, Calgary with seventy seven. Do you think any of those teams? You think which of those teams you think stay in the stay in a divisional spot? If any. You mean like make the playoffs, right? Well, I think the wild card battle is going to be interesting too. Like I think they could get passed by a uh, uh, Vancouver or uh, an Arizona, and that could bring it down right. to that could bring it down to wild card. But I think, do you think any of those three teams stay in a divisional spot, like maintain a top three position in their division? Because honestly, looking at it, I don't know. I, I guess my prediction: I'm going to go Edmonton wins the division. Mm. I'm gonna I'm gonna stick with that. I still like Vegas up top. You like Vegas up top? Okay. Yeah, I, okay. I mean, adding Robin Leonard is like just the cherry on top for me. And I think okay. I think Pacioretty's been having a good year. Raleigh Smith has been having a good year. Um, those guys have been hot, hot, haven't really fizzled out. And then obviously Mark Andre Fleury is always gonna play out of his mind. Um, but the question is, do they work him too much? Because obviously sometimes his play declines a little bit in games where he looks like he's gassed. Um, giving him that, like, I guess asset to where he can take a game off and there's not an immediate drop off in the net. Um, I think that's gonna. I think that's gonna hold them at the top of the division. Okay. I mean, my my rationale with Edmonton is you've got a combination of McDavid and Drysaitel who have very clearly that's been, <laughs> been they've very clearly been awoken this year in a way that we haven't seen in years past. Sure, they've put up statistics, but now they're winning games and dominating games. And I think that they're rolling at the right time. I think you know it's all playoffs is all about getting hot at the right time, and they've been they've been consistently hot for a while. Though those two those two studs have been rolling, so I think that they they're gonna carry the, carry Edmonton to a Maybe a division victory, but I don't think they're going to do too well in the playoffs. I don't think you can you can rely on uh, uh, McDavid and Drysaddle as much as you can in the regular season. So I'm going to go Edmonton one, Vegas two, but then from here on out it gets it gets pretty fu- it gets pretty funky. So you got you got the third division spot is occupied by Calgary with 77 points, and then you got Vancouver two games in hand, 74 points. Arizona no games in hand, 74 points, and that's about it. But there's and, and there's one central division spot taking up taking up the wild card. Winnipeg is also in a wild card spot. So I guess we could look at the yeah. So if we're looking at we got right now we got third in the Pacific, and two wild card spots. And the teams that could potentially get those are Calgary, Vancouver, Winnipeg. Obviously, could only get a wild card spot. Arizona and Minnesota are all. Oh, and Nashville. I guess you have to say Nashville. Yeah, also and Nashville's on the bubble. So, I guess first off, who who do you see snatching up the final Pacific spot? Uh, I honestly. I don't know if I per se see them 
um, just because it's such a close race. I mean, I really like Vancouver and what they did at the trade deadline as well. Um, I think Calgary's a better team as a whole. But just dude, just for the sake of the battle of Alberta, I want Calgary to get it so they play Edmonton when they get Ooh. second. So in order for my prediction to come true, having the Oilers Calgary's win the division, right? Calgary's got to get the first wild card spot, and that yeah. actually uh, that actually aligns with my prediction. I think Vancouver's gonna gonna take over that uh, that third Pacific spot. They've yeah, got games and they've got games in hand. They were they had a great deadline. They've got some young talent. They've they've dealt with injuries and they're they're getting they're getting they're getting uh, more up to full speed, and they've got they've got uh, some young guys. That, that have been getting more comfortable, so I think that they're they're rolling at the right time, similar to Edmonton. I think that they're going to continue to play well and, and lock up that third spot. And I mean, I guess that that gives me Calgary at the first wild card spot, which I'm happy with keeping them there. But then the second, so do you? Have, would you have Vancouver in your first wild card spot st- still in in your scenario? Yeah, 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 yeah. All right, so that leaves us one spot. <laughs> One spot. You got Winnipeg with 74 points, Arizona with 74 points, Minnesota with 73 points, and Nashville with 72. And you can throw Chicago in there with 68, because why not? Who snatches that last wildcard spot? Oh, God. I don't even want to. Honestly, I know who I would pick, but I don't want to say it because Joey's going to rag me for sure. But honestly, I no, feel like. Say it. I feel like Minnesota's got the best chance right now. I mean, they're, they're trending in the right direction. They got that uh, young goaltender in Stalock or whatever his name is, who's been playing hot. Um, and Joey's pulling up stats the other day about like their last 15 games. It's just been absolutely absurd. Um, and obviously Winnipeg with, like we said, Brian Little going down and they're just kind of trending in the wrong direction. I, I, they're going to have to, I don't think Winnipeg, if they get the wild card spot, it's not going to be, like authoritative, right? right? It's gonna be them barely hanging on towards the end. Right. And then they just kind of squeak into the playoffs by like what they did beforehand. Um so that's why I'll take you going with Minnesota. All right. I'm gonna yeah. go I'm gonna go with an interesting one. I'm gonna go with the Arizona Coyotes. And with the, with the Coyotes, I see a similar situation to the Blues last year when they have a lot of names, they have a lot of talent and there's just some it's still not working for them. Uh, I don't think they're going to be a, a cup contender by any means, but I think that just year in, year out over these past few years, we've seen them expected to take that next step, and they never have. And now they've kind of lucked into being tied for a playoff spot, even though they've had a relatively poor season. They're only 33-27-8, but they've been playing a little bit better lately, kind of. The inconsistency is is definitely relevant with them. But they're right now they're they're within they're one win away from vaulting into a wildcard spot, and you know, three points out of a division spot. I think that motivation is going to be pretty huge for them. Uh, you know, knowing guys like Taylor Hall and Phil Kessel, if that team, if that team misses the playoffs, that's a huge disappointment for them. And I think, uh, there's a good, there's now as good of time as, as any, they've got an opportunity to, to just win a couple games. And even though they'll they'll be under 500 and still in a playoff spot. So with, with a team like that, former MVP, uh, former two time Stanley cup champion in Phil Kessel, I think that they've got the, they've got the talent to get it done and just, kind of push themselves over the edge and edge out the rest of those teams but the the it could go 
in any direction. There are literally one, two, three, four, five, six teams within six points of each other, five teams within two points of each other for two spots. So it could go any direction. And that's just the West. So it's going to be fun. Uh, we'll We're get back. Yeah, yeah. We'll get back into the East uh, real quick and, we'll, and we'll, we'll get into those playoff matchups. All right, Tommy. So we're looking at the East now. I think the locks are. I mean, so I guess we can we can look at the easy locks. Boston right now, ninety six points, top of the Atlantic. I don't see them moving. Yeah, not a chance. Tampa second. Oh, damn, they got ninety six points. Maybe we won't get the president's trophy. Maybe Shit. we won't get the president's. I know. I wasn't gonna say anything, but I. That's all right though, because there's a curse that comes with it. So yeah, exactly. And then second place, you got Tampa, eighty seven points. I don't see them moving either. I think Tampa's going to lock up the second spot. I wouldn't be surprised to see Tampa lock up that first spot either. I don't think it's I don't think it's really a guarantee for the Bruins at this point. Tampa's been ridiculous over their last uh, couple months of hockey. They've they've faltered mm-hmm. a little bit lately, but they won like twenty three of twenty five or something stupid like that. So they're I think they're going to make a push late season. And then third place, you got Toronto with seventy eight. Um, I mean, that's really no. No one else is good. Good in the Atlantic, unfortunately. Yeah, so no Florida's one's really, no one's really pushing for that. Really. No one's really pushing for that spot. Florida's five points back. Montreal seven points back. I mean, do you see a miracle in the Atlantic, Tommy? <laughs> I don't think so. I don't think so. Yeah, it looks like it's going to be some uh, some order of Boston, Tampa, and then Toronto at three. Um, it would be really funny if Toronto played Boston again, but. I think regardless, that's going to be a bloodbath, those those series, as they always are. And then we get into the the Metropolitan Division, and, and here's where things get a little spicy. Uh, the Capitals lead the division with 86. Philly is in second place with 85. Pittsburgh's in third with 82. How's that? How do you how do you have that one wind, winding up? How, who's who's going to be where when it's all said and done? When the dust settles? I don't know, man. Because I I want to say my my intuition says Caps just because they've been hot all year, and honestly. Right. John Carlson is pretty much a lock for the Norse at this point. Um, but, I mean, the, uh, the Flyers have been hot, dude. I think, uh, what was it, moneypuck.com or something said they're at, like, 12% to win the Stanley Cup, which is, I mean, that's absurd. But the fact that they somehow came up with that number is impressive. Because <laughs> I think yeah. they had them, they had them yeah. retired to win the Cup than the Blues, which yeah, is... Yeah, and that'll, so that'll get into my, my, I think Philly takes the division solely based on what you just said the money puck model is 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 accurate in in my, from my experience in the sense that when, even when the blues were terrible last year they were still a lot more favored than they should be on the Stanley Cup model and the playoff model just because of the way they were playing so i it, i think it correlates a lot with success and like the if a team does well in the money puck model but isn't doing so well in on like in standings wise it it more often than not translates to just underperforming and and like just a a time bomb waiting to explode in that sense so i think that not only have they been incredibly hot just you know the by the eye test looking at their numbers but the fact that the all these uh fancy stats are pointing to them to have success in the playoffs and and have success for the remainder of the season i think that they're all all signs point to them uh playing some really good hockey over these next few weeks so i think they take first place in the division um, I think Washington and Pittsburgh at two and three is just going to be is going to come down to like one or two points. That's going to be okay. I, you know what? I'll get on board with that purely for the sake that Washington and Pittsburgh <laughs> plays each other again in the first round. Oh, <laughs> so then we get into the wild card. 
Um, you got Columbus at 79, New York at 78, Carolina at 75, New York at 74, Florida at 73, Montreal at 71. Who's who's taking that first wild card? Or who are your two wild card teams? That's a better way to phrase it. Who are your two wild card teams? Two wild card teams. I've got mine. I can give you them right off the hop. <clears throat> not in order. I think New York makes it. The Rangers. Not the not the Islanders. The Rangers, dude. I, that, I was gonna say the Rangers. They do. Oh, they play so well. Against said us. the Rangers. I'm gonna go with I'm the Rangers take, and the like- Canes. Rangers, Rangers and Canes. Those are my two. I don't know what order, but they've been playing. I mean, Canes went on a run last year. They've made it to the conference final. They're they're a good team, and the Rangers have been really hot lately. Uh, Panarin's been great. Uh, their young goalie was pretty good before he got hurt. Kreider's hurt right now, so they get they get a full a full roster in time for the final few weeks of the season. They could make a push, and I think That's that true. they Kreider they, they were they were making a push until those injuries happened, and they kind of faltered a little bit. But I think that they're. Uh, team that's that's kind of ty- sick and tired of not making the playoffs and a, a guy like Artemi Panarin is, is absolutely loving the spotlight so I think they're going to go on a run to close out the year and, and secure a playoff spot get 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 some playoffs back in MSG that's fair I like that I like that I'll take I'll take New York too and then I'm gonna go with I don't know maybe both New Yorks both is that New gross Yorks. that's kind of gross that's kind of gross that's kind of gross yeah. Let's go with the Devils. <laughs> no, I'm just the Devils. <laughs> yeah, sixty-four points. Yeah, I think the Red Wings. To eighty-two. Can they do it? I think the Red Wings. Yeah, mathematically. I don't if every if every other team in the division got eaten by Lions, the the, the Red <laughs> yeah. Wings might be able to might be able might be able to pull one out. I don't know. Who knows? Yeah, it's gonna be fun. Um, honestly, these predictions are are difficult to make just because of how close the bottom of the divisions are this year in both the east and the west um i think either way it's going to lead to some fun fun matchups some teams that we haven't seen in the playoffs uh in a while players that we haven't seen in the playoffs with their current team like i think i think watching the panarin led rangers in the playoffs would be super exciting i think he would put on an absolute show yeah that would be fun and then and then you could have things like the battle of alberta and mcdavid in the playoffs there's a lot of fun storylines this year a lot of a lot of the, you know you don't even looking at teams like san jose chicago the the la the teams that are playoff staples are nowhere to be seen so you're getting these you're getting these new younger teams uh sniffing the playoffs that makes it that it's, much more exciting it's, exactly it's exciting and then you know, you got the big dogs, the Blues, Bruins, Capitals, Penguins. But I mean, it, as it, I would be a, 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 an idiot or a, 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 a biased Blues fan if I didn't say I don't think any team has a chance to win. If you, if you, if you don't think that any team that sneaks into the playoffs could get hot at the right time and and you know, string a few wins together and win a Stanley Cup than you didn't watch last season of Blues hockey. Not saying they didn't deserve it. Not saying that they didn't. They weren't capable of winning a Stanley Cup. They absolutely were, and we knew that from day one. But we saw how uh, they can trip and stumble their way through the first few oh. months of the season, and then get hot at the right time, sneak into the playoffs, and just go on an, a historic run and look like a, look like an elite team that totally wasn't in last place just a few months ago. So anything can happen is the moral of the story. I, I think. Hockey predictions are the hardest ones to make out of any sport. So it, for it's sure, fun, and I it, think, it's it's fun to guess, but we're going to be wrong. Let's be honest. Yeah, I think I think Minnesota is a is a very good sample size for what the Blues did last year. I mean, just going on a run, getting a hot young goaltender. Um, I mean, what was it? Eleven game win streak. I think the 
Minnesota's been, I don't know what their winning streak is per se, but the, I know the last 15 games have been playing out of their mind. Um, so, I mean, yeah, like even if they're not even in a playoff spot right now, so if they squeak in and they're playing hockey at the same level they are playing right now, they can kind of hang with the big boys. Man, so you and Joey are both all aboard the Minnesota hype train, and I'm, I'm, I'm sitting back and, and letting it go by. I'm not going I would on, say on, I'm on. Bored. Um, I don't know. Choo-choo. Watching it past the station with, with uh, I mean, you just you just compare you just compare them to the to the last of first blues. That's all I'll say. It's a similar comparison, though. No, I don't think they're I don't think Mm -hmm. they're structured the same as our blues team is or was. Right. Okay. Whatever you say. So I don't know if they'll be able to pull it off like we were able to, but I see them potentially doing so. Okay. I mean, yeah, it, it, you know, apart from the obvious, like, oh, if I had to pick a couple in a day, you know, you'd, you'd look at St. Louis, Pittsburgh, Washington, Boston. But other than those, other than those, like, four teams, I would not be shocked to see any of the teams we talked about today in the cup final winning a cup just because that's hockey, man. That's why I love yeah. it. That's hockey. Who, who knows who's going to get hot? Who knows if it's going to be the, the goalie that was almost in the ECHL uh, a couple months prior that no one's ever heard of that decides to come up and, and break all kinds of – who knows? Who, who knows what's going to happen? Maybe the eight-seed LA Kings you know, will, will go 16-1 and one at home and, or whatever they whatever – they, not 16-1. and one, Maybe Connor McDavid goes super saiyan yeah. as- First appearance to the playoffs. Yeah, or maybe Connor McDavid sucks in the playoffs and they shut him down. That's, that's the fun of playoff hockey. It's just it's a different sport. It's a different environment. It, different players can shine. Different players can sort of regress and, and not show up as much as you'd like. It, it's a different animal, and it's the most exciting thing in all of sports. And I cannot wait to watch more playoffs. I'm, I am so excited. <laughs> Should be fun. I'm stoked. Should be fun. That being said, I think that's all we got for today. Uh, make sure to get your mailbag questions in for tomorrow's episode. Follow us on Instagram and Twitter at Locked On Blues. Uh, there should be a story live right now on Instagram that you can respond with your questions. And there's a, there's a there's some tweets on uh, the Locked On Twitter account that you can respond to as well. Send us a DM, whatever you want. Write us a letter by mail. That question might not be answered for a few weeks, but <laughs> whatever whatever you prefer. We go eat some Monocle's Pizza. Go eat some Monocle's Pizza. Not sponsored. Watch some hockey. Yeah, not sponsored. Sponsored yet? Uh, but uh, no, yeah. Go go eat some pizza, watch some hockey. Uh, listen, turn on the Locked On Blues podcast. Hear your question live. With that being said, thank you guys so much for listening. Yeah. And as always, let's go Blues.